Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of October 11, 2020. This first item is a short news story that was posted on CBS National News today, and I thought it was very appropriate for our current situation. It's entitled, Is It a Cold, the Flu, or COVID-19? With so many overlapping symptoms, it can be tough to tell the difference. This article is by Alice Oglethorpe. It used to be that you'd start to get the sniffles or wake up with a fever and body aches and you had a pretty good idea whether it was a run-of-the-mill head cold or a knock-you-out-for-a-week case of the flu. But times are different now. The COVID-19 outbreak has made it trickier to know what to ask when you call the doctor about what's ailing you. Three different viruses cause a cold, flu, or COVID-19, but because so many symptoms are the result of your immune system reacting to the virus, your body creates histamines, for example, which leads to congestion, they can seem similar, says Dr. Christiane Alexander, president of the Florida Academy of Family Physicians. Dr. Alexander helped formulate this cheat sheet to the most common symptoms for each of the big three illnesses and offered some tips on what to do if you feel under the weather. For the common cold, symptoms for the cold tend to come on gradually and mostly involve the head and neck, says Dr. Alexander. Here's what to look out for. Sneezing, stuffy or runny nose, sore throat, productive cough, a wet or chesty cough that produces mucus or phlegm, watery eyes, the flu. Unlike the slow onset of a cold, flu symptoms come on suddenly. You'll hear someone say they got hit by a truck, says Dr. Alexander. It's almost out of the blue. She says the first two flu symptoms listed below are the ones that make you feel truly awful, and that is fever and chills and body aches and muscle pain. There's also fatigue, cough, shortness of breath, sore throat, stuffy or runny nose, and headaches. COVID-19. Now comes the tricky part. All of the aforementioned flu symptoms are also associated with COVID-19. There are 11 kinds of symptoms currently correlated with COVID-19 so far, but Dr. Alexander says most people who are symptomatic will have one of the first three symptoms listed. There is one major outlier that can help differentiate between COVID-19 and the flu or a cold. The loss of taste and smell is unique to COVID-19, Dr. Alexander confirms. Another unique characteristic of COVID-19 is that you might not have any symptoms at all. That said, here are the important ones to remember. Fever and chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, 
body aches and muscular pains, and headaches. New loss of taste or smell and sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea and vomiting, and diarrhea. What to do if you're sick? In the past, you could continue going about your daily life while waiting to see if your symptoms got worse before deciding what to do. But because COVID-19 is so contagious, that's not a great idea right now. Make sure any time you start to experience symptoms, you stay at home until you know what's going on, says Dr. Alexander. Call your doctor and explain how you're feeling to determine if you need to get tested for COVID-19 or the flu. In other words, until you know for sure that you don't have COVID-19, keeping yourself away from other people is the right thing to do. The KCB convention is virtual this year, and the theme is The Sky's the Limit. Listen on pages 2 and 3 to find out how you can participate, whether you live in Maine or California, Alaska or Florida or anywhere around the world. The topic on the October 7 support group meeting with the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision was protecting yourself against identity theft and scams. Listen to highlights from this meeting on page 4 as David Smith, KCCLV Vice President, shares a real-life story. We hope you enjoy Soundprints this week. Page 2. KCB, The Sky's the Limit. Kentucky Council of the Blind, 47th Annual Conference and Convention, November 3 through 7, 2020. Universe Sponsors, Louisville Downtown Lions Club, Lula Dotson Legacy. Star Sponsors, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana. Rocket Sponsors, Louisville East Lions Club. The 47th Annual First ever virtual conference and convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind is coming to you from the comfort of your home from November 3 through 7, 2020. No matter where you live in Kentucky or across the nation, you can attend every minute of this convention. Call on your telephone, listen on your Alexa device or Victor Reader Stream, or get connected on your computer. From the minute you enter our luxury starship, Until you return to our home planet, you'll be part of an action-packed star cruise filled with tours, exhibits, technology, information, entertainment, fun, and friends. Yes, you read the dates correctly. The action begins with chapter meetings on Tuesday and Wednesday, November 3 and 4, and concludes with the James F. Shaw Nova Banquet on Saturday, November 7. You can even listen to convention replays on Sunday, November 8. Read on for convention highlights. Specific dates and times will be published in the official convention program. Countdown to launch. Guide dog users of Kentuckyana and Tri-State Library users will hold chapter meetings and elections on Tuesday evening. And KCB Next Generation and the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will follow on Wednesday. Liftoff and in orbit. Thursday and Friday will be packed with exciting exhibits, technology, resources, gift ideas, and amazing tours. Louisville Mega Caverns, the American Printing House Museum, and Mammoth Cave. Late afternoon and early evening programming will include... Advocacy, Membership, and Fundraising Workshops. Tri-State Library users will present updates and developments at the Kentucky Talking Book Library by Barbara Pinagore, Library Director, 
and a look at NLS services from the past with Steve Prine from the National Library Service in Washington, D.C. Tips and tricks for keeping a guide dog's work sharp, presented by representatives of three premier guide dog schools, will be provided by guide dog users of Kentuckiana. The convention officially opens on Thursday at 6 p.m. with a welcome from Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, followed by keynote presentations by Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind, and Michael Hudson, Director of the Callahan Museum at the American Printing House for the Blind. The evening concludes with our annual KCB Chapter Parade. Enjoy a fun-filled evening on Friday beginning at 6 p.m. with a virtual tour of the Green River Distillery in Owensboro. Join the bidding fun from 7 to 10.30 at our Lightning Bolt Auction. To the Stars Saturday begins with the Morning Glory Memorial Service at 9 a.m. Next comes the Education and Employment Block, 9.45 to 12.15, which includes new developments at the Kentucky School for the Blind from Principal Peggy Sinclair Morris and Rehabilitation Services in Kentucky from Cora McNabb, Director of the Kentucky Office of Vocational Rehabilitation. Get tips on how to make the most of your rehabilitation experience and help your counselors say yes. Learn about Four Faces of Radio and how KSB graduate and veteran broadcaster Joe Martin has successfully negotiated each one. In the special services block from 1 to 3 p.m., you'll discover A, the difference between a low vision specialist and an ophthalmologist and how a low vision specialist might help you use your remaining vision more efficiently and enhance your ability to perform daily tasks. B. If you have what it takes and the skills you need to obtain a guide dog, and what three premier guide dog schools look for when reviewing applicants for guide dog training, and C. Basic information about health insurance and specific benefits offered by United Healthcare plans. The KCB business meeting and elections is from 3 to 4 p.m., and then comes the accessible technology block. Find out about accessibility initiatives from Microsoft and Google. Get ideas on how to manage your medications and use accessible prescription labeling systems. Learn about updates and enhancements of accessible hardware, software, apps, and skills used by persons with visual impairments. The James F. Shaw Nova Virtual Banquet begins at 6.30. Although we can't bring you a luscious banquet meal through Zoom or ACB Radio, we can give you everything else that goes with it. Enjoy our banquet speaker, Michael Byington, entertaining and longtime member of the American Council of the Blind from Topeka, Kansas. The presentation of KCB's technology grants, scholarships, KCB awards, and much more. Space Station Exhibits From large companies that make products for persons with visual impairments to the individual creative entrepreneur, our space station is packed with virtual exhibits of every kind imaginable. Although you can't get your hands on the products on display, your exhibitors have made a special effort to describe and demonstrate their products so that you feel like you're standing right by their booths. And what's more, you can listen to our exhibits when it's convenient for you. We'll play exhibits, 
on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the ACB Radio Live event channel. Watch for the schedule in the official program. If you sell a product or provide a service, we invite you to become an exhibitor at our 2020 conference and convention. For more information, email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org or call the KCB office at 502-895-4598. Convention Launchpad Although you can listen to most of our conference and convention on ACB Radio Live event, you can actively participate in the convention when you register. When you register, you will receive a Zoom link and dial-in telephone numbers so that you not only can listen, but also can respond during the convention. Registration allows you to ask questions, participate in discussions, bid in the auction, and win door prizes. KCB and chapter members must also register in order to vote on issues and in elections. Pre-register by October 23 and receive your choice of Braille, large print, or audio flight plan program. You will also save money and be entered into a special door prize drawing. Lightning Bolt Auction Get ready to bid and buy at the KCB Lightning Bolt Auction, happening on Friday evening from 7 to 10.30 p.m., on the Zoom telephone line, and on ACB Radio Live event. All proceeds support the good work of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters. Here's how it works. KCB chapters donating items to the auction will receive 50% of the proceeds from the sale of those items. Individuals donating items can also designate a chapter to receive half of the proceeds from their contributions. Bidding will take place on the Zoom telephone line. Watch our email list for complete instructions. What an easy and fun way to support KCB and your favorite chapter. Auction items must be in new or like-new condition. Collectibles, jewelry, holiday treats, technology, household items, and music boxes are all examples of popular auction items. Call us at 502-895-4598 by November 3 to let us know you'll be donating auction items. Because our auction is virtual, we may ask you to ship your items directly to the auction winner. All auction donors will be acknowledged in our newsletter and on Soundprints. Thank you in advance for your support. Door Prizes Help make the weekend fun by donating a door prize. Door prizes need to be new and unused. Call us at 502-895-4598 before November 3 to let us know you wish to donate a door prize. We may ask you to ship the door prize to us or directly to the winner. It may also be easier to donate cash or gift cards to reduce shipping costs. Your donation will be acknowledged at the convention, in the KCB newsletter, or on Soundprints. Be a conference sponsor. Show your support for KCB's good work. Make a tax-deductible contribution and become a conference sponsor. Major sponsors will be listed prominently on the first page of the official program. All sponsors will be recognized throughout the convention and on our website, in our newsletter, and on Soundprints, KCB's weekly audio magazine. Become a sponsor by phone 
or check the space on the pre-registration form to become a glider, $10, Zeppelin, $25, Jet, $50, or Rocket, $100 individual sponsor, or a Star, $200, Constellation, $300, Galaxy, $500, or Universe, $1,000 major sponsor. Include payment with your conference registration. Page three. On the Zoom line with me this morning are three members of the KCB Convention Committee for 2020, and we are going to have a discussion about the KCB Convention that's coming up the first weekend in November. On the line with me are Terry Turlow. This is her first year on the Convention Committee. Debbie Deckridge is president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. And Natalie Couch, who is the chair of the convention committee this year. And I also am on the committee. Other members of our committee are Bill Wright, Patty Cox, Matt Selm, Adam Rushable, Susan Amon from Lexington, and Cheryl Lott and Bill Roberts from Owensboro. And we've had a really super committee. Also participating in our meetings have been three members from the ACB radio team, and those are Jeff Bishop from Washington, Debbie Hazelton from Alabama, and Deb Cook-Lewis, also from Washington. We're going to just talk a little bit about the things that are happening at the convention, how it's different, and how you, no matter where you are, no matter whether you live in Kentucky or in California or in Hawaii or any place else in the world, can participate in this convention. So first of all, Debbie, we'll let you start off as president of the KCB and just uh, introduce us a little bit to this convention. Well, it's going to be a lot bigger than it usually is. Usually we have Friday and Saturday, but this year we're actually going to start with some pre-convention meetings, uh, the chapter meetings. Uh, there's going to be two on Tuesday night and two on Wednesday night, and they're going to be on the Zoom lines. People that register for the convention will get those links and those phone numbers to participate. Thursday afternoon, there's going to be some uh, programming and meetings, and then Thursday evening, we're going to have uh, Dan Spoon from Orlando, Florida, who's the ACB president, and Mike Hudson from the American Printing House for the Blind that are, that's going to do a presentation. And then on Friday afternoon, we're going to have uh, programming. And on Friday evening, we're going to have the auction like we normally have. And then on Saturday, we're going to have all-day programming, wrapping up with our banquet, our virtual banquet, on Saturday evening. And Michael Byington from Kansas is going to be our banquet speaker. And he always does a great job. It should be a very entertaining banquet. And then um, just to wrap up kind of an outline, on Sunday, yes, there will be some. If you miss things during the convention and you want to hear them, uh, you'll be able to hear replays on Sunday even. So all day on Sunday there will be replays. Um, Natalie, you want to tell us a little bit about how people are going to hear all of these things? It's not all going to be on Zoom. Um, it is not. A lot of it is going to be um, broadcast over ACB radio on the live event stream. 
so that way um, anyone can listen, although we do hope that you will register so that you can interact with us and, you know, give yourself a chance to win door prizes and things like that. It will be available to listen to on ACB Radio Live event. So that mm-hmm. will be a good thing, um, and hopefully we'll be able to reach more people that way. Mm-hmm. And they'll be able to listen on their Alexa devices and their Victor Streams. And because it's going to be on live event, you'll be able to even call in from a landline phone on the um, ACB radio line and even listen there. So it's really literally within the reach of everyone. Terry, you want to hop in here and tell us about all the tours and things that you're working on, that, that you're yes. you're doing all of this editing and so on? Give us a little <laughs> overview of all the fun. Okay. Well, we do have some really exciting tours. I'm not sure if I should give you a couple of hints, and then that way you have to listen to find out what the tours are. Well, let's see here. You don't have to drink alcohol to enjoy one of our tours, and we won't be giving samples on our tour. (laughs) But... If you do drink alcohol, and particularly a certain kind of alcohol that is famous in Kentucky and that is stored for three to four years in charred oak barrels, you might really enjoy the particular tour I'm talking about. You'll learn a lot about how bourbon is made and a whole lot about a really cool place, dare I say the name of the city, in Owensboro. Kentucky. Um, We also have a really fun tour of the APH Museum coming up and another exciting tour. I don't know if you guys will guess this one. It's a place where you can zip line, a place where you can see big Christmas light shows, driving your car down to those shows. A place where you can see all kinds of warehouses and storage areas, and you name it, it's there. And it's underneath Louisville. I think that's all I'm going to say about that, because maybe that'll pique your interest, and we will really show you what it's all about on the tour. We also have some very cool presentations, some pre-recorded, and some will be live about um, from guide dog schools. And one is for persons who use guide dogs for tips and tricks to keep your team sharp. And another is for people who might be interested or want to know about what's involved in obtaining a guide dog, what schools look for and need to find in their applicants. So um, we have other fun tours still in process of being created. And lots more live presentations. It's going to be a real fun convention and a real learning experience, too. Hope you all come. Yeah, and, you know, one of the live presentations that I think a lot of people will enjoy, blind people in general grow up just loving radio. And that's been true for years and years and years, and it's still true today. And a lot of people, um, I've, I've known some, who spend a lot of time even practicing being the announcer on the radio or the talk show host or whatever. Well, 
we're going to have a presentation on Saturday morning by a guy that his his radio name is Joe Elliott. And those of you that have listened to WHAS radio over the years will remember Joe as uh, the um, evening as the talk show host from nine to twelve Eastern on WHAS radio for years. But he's done a lot of other things in radio too, and he's going to talk about the four areas of radio that he's worked in over his long radio career. That's going to be on Saturday morning, and that's going to be on uh, ACB Radio Live event as well as on Zoom. And for those of you who register and can call in on the Zoom line, you'll be able to ask him questions. So I think that'll be a really good, really good thing. We're going to be telling you as uh, in the next week or two about other great speakers at this convention. This is just really um, an amazing way to hold a convention because you can have people at your convention from just about anywhere. Uh, another quick example of that is the presentation by Kim Charlson, former ACB president, on Saturday afternoon, also on live event, but on Zoom, so you can ask her questions, comparing all of the different accessible prescription labeling systems. And she'll present those, complete with demos of how they sound, how they work, and then we can ask her questions. And, you know, labeling the medications and keeping them straight is a really big deal, especially with people who can't read those labels. And it's a, a, a huge importance to people who are just losing their vision, not used to doing things as a blind or visually impaired person, and they're trying to live on their own and they can't keep their medication straight. So that will be a really good really good session and um, available to anyone who wants to listen. We haven't talked yet about exhibits, and let's do that. We will have exhibits. You know, at the ACB virtual convention this past July, they had exhibitors. Well, we're going to have exhibitors, too, and you think, well, how can we have exhibits if you're not there to see what the exhibitor has? Well, we are offering the exhibitors some interesting perks, if you will, we have two sizes of exhibits. One is a 15-minute segment and one is 30. And they'll be able to tell us about the things that they have to sell or the services that they provide. Uh, if it's a tech exhibit, they'll be talking about their products that they have. If it's a craft exhibit or uh, an exhibit that has uh, a, a food product to sell, um, they'll be telling us about those items. If it's a service, they'll be explaining how you can get tech support or maybe repair for a product or whatever. And those exhibits will be played on live event each day during our convention when there isn't program, other programming going on along with the tours, will be played at those times as well. And, of course, there'll be the replay on Sunday, September 8th. So anyone out there who's interested in exhibiting can contact us by calling the KCB office number at 502-895-4598 or by emailing us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. And our exhibits are really quite affordable. Our small ones are $25, and our 30-minute exhibits are $50. And I think you will find that 
this would be a, a great way to um, invest in getting new customers, reaching new people, and telling everyone about your products. Another way that people can uh, share information about their products and services is by donating a door prize or by donating an auction item because we will be recognizing everyone who uh, donates a prize or donates an auction item. And if a business donates an item, we will, of course, be giving the contact information for that business when when that item is uh, awarded or comes up for auction. So be sure and contact us about that. The sooner that you do that, the better. We'll help you get your recordings made. Uh, Terry, you have just been doing an absolutely fantastic job in helping prepare a lot of the segments for this convention. And boy, do we appreciate it. It's like having a right arm to do this. Well, thank you. It's it's fun to do. Uh, the other thing we want you to know is that registration is now open for the convention. It's Registration is $20 pre-registration, and that includes a Braille, large print, or audio program or email. And that needs to be in by October 23 because that needs to give us time to get those programs mailed to each person. They will come directly to your home. If you do not register by October 23, you can still receive a program, but it will be email only. Registration after October 23 is $30, and in addition to the program, you will receive, of course, as Natalie said earlier and Debbie, the links to the uh, Zoom call so that you can join each call and can ask questions if you would like and participate in the discussions, and if you are a KCB member, you will be able to vote in our elections that are also going to be held during the convention. People who register also are eligible for door prizes, and we're going to have a lot of great door prizes. And um, And you can also bid in the auction. So this is going to be a convention that truly can have participants from everywhere, and you can be a full participant. Isn't it great, you all, not to have to leave your couch to participate, not to have to travel, um, if you're from out of it town, uncomfortable to... chairs all day. Yes, it is right. <laughs> Pay hotel bills, which now you don't have to. Right, right. Have and... a snack whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, instead of having to wait until the coffee gets made or whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, we always have great food and everything, but this time, if you really want to order Cracker Barrel for the banquet, well, you can just do that. <laughs> so. Yep. It, it's it's really a great opportunity. What other things would you all like to add into the convention to to tell people um, about or encourage them to come? Well, I think there's a real, very friendly kind of aura around our KCB events. I know as a fairly new participant, I have felt very welcomed. I've had lots of smiles on my face. Um, we laugh a lot. Um, we, can, we can be serious, of course, get serious information shared and a lot of helpful information shared. But um, we're a friendly group, and if you want to feel some nice, warm Kentucky hospitality, come on and join us. 
Yes, and I'd also like to, you know, thank all the committees. We've been meeting weekly pretty much uh, for a couple of months, and people think, oh, well, a virtual convention, but there's a lot of work, and we've had a lot of great uh, people participate, and especially with uh, Terry being a first-time person on the convention committee, she's just done a lot of work uh, with editing and writing, uh, help write the program, and it's going to be great, and we encourage everyone to come join us with the Kentucky Council of the Blind, the sky's the limit. And here's more news from the 2020 KCB Virtual Convention Launchpad. Register so you can participate in discussions on our Zoom lines, bid in the lightning bolt auction, and win door prizes. KCB and chapter members must register in order to vote on issues and in elections. Pre-register by October 23 and save money, it's only $20, and receive your choice of Braille, large print, or audio program called the Flight Plan. Register after October 23 and the cost increases to $30. You can pre-register using your credit card by calling 502-895-4598. When you call to register, be ready to share your contact information, name, address, city, state, and zip, home and cell phone numbers, and email. If you're eligible to be a KCB member, you may pay your one-year membership, which is $8, or KCB Life member, which is $40. You can join KCB chapters. KCB membership is required. The Eastern Kentucky Christian Council of the Blind has no charge to join the chapter. Greater Louisville Council of the Blind is $2. Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind is no charge. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro, $2. Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, $15. KCB Next Generation, members under 40, $2. Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, $15, and Tri-State Library Users, $12. You can also update your subscriptions to our email lists and newsletters and sound prints. You can ask us to send the KCB newsletter in large print on audio CD by email, or you can request that we cancel your newsletter. Members can request the Braille Forum in large print, audio NLS cartridge, Braille, email, or cancel. You can ask that we send sound prints each week on audio CD, or you can ask that we cancel your subscription. You can subscribe to the KCB News email list, or you can ask that we remove you from the list. You can also subscribe to the Louisville email list or ask that we remove you from that list. If you'd like to be a convention sponsor, you'll find one to fit any budget. Gliders are $10, Zeppelins are $25, Jets $50, and Rockets $100. Our larger corporate sponsorships for clubs, organizations, and businesses are Star Constellation, $300, Galaxy, $500, and Universe, $1,000. You can also help by donating a door prize or by contributing items to the Lightning Bolt Auction. If you'd like to be an exhibitor in our Space Station exhibit area, 
you'll find that you can sign up for that as well when you call. 15-minute exhibits are $25 and 30-minute exhibits are $50. Remember that we'll help you record your exhibit and present it each day during the convention on ACB Radio Live event. For more information or if you need help, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. And watch our website and our email list for updates on convention programming and to review this information in detail. The website is www.kentucky-acb.org and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash kcbonline, K-C-B-O-N-L-I-N-E. Page 4. The topic on the October 7 support group meeting with the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision was protecting yourself against identity theft and scams. Got a phone call. Started getting getting one phone call after the other, saying that I had written a bad check. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, "Oh no, what's going on here?" So I called my bank. So I had to. I looked. I looked. They said, "Well, you know, look at your checks. Look at the check numbers." So I did that, and uh, my checks were in. Put up, I thought, oh, I, I thought it was a secure location, but they were in my dresser drawer, top dresser drawer, which was next to my computer desk. Uh, you can see where this is going. And I said, I told the bank, I said, yes, I'm missing, a, I think it was two books of checks. So close, I have to go in there, you know, close my account. I'm getting all these calls saying, you know, from angry people around Louisville and even in Indiana saying you've written bad checks, but uh, talking to the fraud department at, at my bank and, you know, things shut down and, you know, they said, don't worry, you won't be liable since you know who did it. You know, there's no doubt who did it and uh, everything. And they said, well, if you're, you know, you know, who did it, you're willing to press charges. So I said, yes, of course I am. I uh, had to end up taking it to court and went to a grand jury and everything. And it was just a big ordeal and a big mess. Uh, I still have an account at that bank of savings. I, I, I never did reopen my checking account there. I was lucky I wasn't liable for anything. And it was it was thousands of dollars uh, checks they had written. And, you know, I, I thought they were really nice friendly neighbors and they knew they knew I had a visual impairment and I guess they saw me as a target so I you know it's still hard for me to trust people to say it takes a while okay fast forward to last week last Wednesday <laughs> you can't make this stuff up I get a voicemail Voicemail from, um, <clears throat> I see I have a voicemail. That's no big deal. Uh, this is probably a robocall, but I'll check it. And uh, it was the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms from Lexington, Kentucky. And he, he had my exact name, my full name. 
Dennis, this is you. You know, appreciate your call. If not, just disregard. I was like, okay, that's my full. I have my full name. I've got a call. This is probably for real. You know, and I was, I was scared to death. I mean, I was like, this is this this is not good. <laughs> when the ATF calls you, and uh, he, uh, he said, well. This is why I'm calling. We found uh, in Lexington, he said, we found a, a pile of furniture, uh, a cooler, and a, and a bag of ammonium nitrate dumped on the side of the road, and uh, in, a, in a stub, just a stub with my name and my address from 12 years ago, where I used to live 12 years ago. He said, that's all you can, that's all was on it, my name and my address. And so that's why they, they Google searched my, searched me and found my phone number. Uh, he said, this is, you know, I got the Homeland Security and everybody involved and FBI. Uh, he said, because the, the ammonium nitrate, which is a fertilizer and can be used to melt snow, can also be used to make bombs. So <laughs> he had he wanted to ask me a few questions. Yeah, that scared me to death. And I, I I may be getting a visit. So if you don't hear from me, I may still be getting a visit from someone who wants to ask more questions. But I told him all I knew. I said, yes, that's me. That was my apartment. Um, I said I don't know how how that stub could have you know ended up in Lexington. I don't know anybody. Um, I haven't even been to Lexington in a, a decade, you know, or before, I don't know, last time I was in Lexington. But uh, uh, I said, you know, my property manager would come over quite often. He lived across the street, and sometime he would come over and um, to work on something or to get my rent. He collected the rent, too, or came over a few times just to to talk and get away from his girlfriend. So we, we were kind of like friends. It may have been like a rent stub. I don't know. I may never, I probably never know. But that just shows how you need to shred everything, even with even with just your name and address on it. I, I recommend a uh, cross-cut shredder, which shreds vertically and horizontally. That's what I have now. So, you know, just one little piece of paper could get you in trouble with your name and address on it. Those are both really worst-case scenarios, but just shows you what can happen when you let your guard down a little bit or maybe trust somebody a little bit, you know, that you, you think they live in your same building and it may be trustworthy, but, but maybe not. So um, those, are, those are my examples. I have a question for David, Miss Adam. Yes. And that is, when somebody calls you like that, how do you know that they are whom they say they are? Yeah, that's the first thing. I was like, uh, usually, you know, it's a robocall or something. But he had my full name. He had oh, my know, full but, name. But, but, like, but David, they, they, could, yeah. they could get that off of a database. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. They could they could get your full name, all that information, and where you live then, and other places you've lived right. on 
a database. That did cross my mind. This could have been. And he said, you know, call me back if you think of anything else. I called back after like an hour. He picked it right up. I thought, hmm. Okay. What I would have done is I would have called the Lexington Police Department. But see, also, not only did they uh, get your information, but then you were giving them information about, you know, your neighbors and, you know, my manager and this and that and the other. And, see, they're not only getting information on you, but now they're getting information on other people. Well, I didn't give out too much information. Yeah. Uh, I didn't give anything. Yeah. I didn't give out, uh, and he didn't ask for anything. You know, I wouldn't have given, like, my social or my present address. No, no, I yeah. didn't do that. You know, uh, I think it's legitimate, but maybe not. If you get another call, yeah, I'm going to definitely check into it and call ATF or the Lexington Police. Thank you. Yeah. I have one thing that uh, I think there are these calls now um, where you'll get calls from Amazon, and yeah. I talked about one the other day that that said uh, Amazon was calling just to be sure that I had purchased an Am- uh, an iPhone 11. Yeah. Well, you know, and and I go in into my into my thing, and I I didn't say yesterday. We gave them no information, but that th- that's happened several times recently. And anytime you go in and look at your orders. If you've ordered something from them, you're going to see it in your orders, and they're not going to call you to confirm. Correct. Because it's in your orders. So, and that one sounds very legitimate. You really have to watch. And also, Social Security is not going to call you and tell you. (laughs) There's one of those. And the person doesn't even have correct grammar. So, (laughs) yes. Or the IRS isn't going to call you either. Right. No, they're not. I had a uh, call today, and I never talk to uh, phone calls or numbers that I don't know. But oftentimes I'll put it on uh, mute. I have a mute button on my phone. And and uh, today I got one, you know, is uh, we are calling about, you know, debt service. Press 1 to certify your debt. Oh, wow. Now, if, even if I had a debt, why would I want to certify it for somebody? <laughs> but I love that one. Uh, that reminds uh, I keep getting these. Uh, I've been for the past couple of years, keep getting these same calls. They're always from another city somewhere in the country saying that we're calling with, you know, um, call us back today. This ends today. We, Call with this unique code to forgive your student loans. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any student loans. You don't have a student loan, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I oh, that. yeah. I get that. Of course, I never had a student loan, so I don't know what they're going to forgive. But <laughs> Oh, your car yeah. warranty is about to expire. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> or Medicare, if, if, you, if you don't respond and get your back brace, Medicare is yeah. going to well, deny your claim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. Well, Debbie knows that I called her Saturday because I got a request from her asking me to buy four $100 iTunes cards. Oh, <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I thought, now, wait a minute. So I took it to win and said, Debbie can get our phone number anytime she wants it. And I thought, that does not sound like Debbie. I was smart enough. No, it's just- 
It's a scam. Somebody else is going to get scam. Start so calling Debbie. She says, "Yeah, if you're ever president, they'll hack your list too." So, <laughs> it was it was pretty legitimate till Wynn traced the original message, and it sure wasn't Debbie. But you know, you could fall for that. But uh, yeah, think, yes. But in David's case, I you know those two examples. I mean, they're those are real serious. Get serious so you know, yeah. Uh, well, that that Medicare call, the one that says that if you don't do whatever, and it's, it's different things, but um, that if you don't respond to this or uh, sign up for a certain right. service or whatever, they might rule that you are ineligible for Medicare. That call sounds business-like enough that people could think it's legitimate, except no such thing like that could happen. But a lot of people don't know that. There must be enough people who respond to that to make it worth the time of the scammers. They don't have to hit too many to make some serious money. That's the point. Mm -hmm. That's true, David. But anybody Uh like IRS or Social Security, like they said, even the state, they will send you a registered letter if you got a problem, believe me. With all these things that can happen, what are some things that can affect in your future? Like, for instance, you might not be able to rent an apartment. You might not be able to get um, a credit card or a loan. Um, you might have trouble renting an apartment. And as little as you might not even be able to get to apply for a cell phone because your credit's not good or your somebody else has been using it and... You know, yours is pretty messed up. So those are things that you need to think about in case those uh, identity identity theft problems occur. They need to be taken care of. I have uh, free credit monitoring. I've had it for years with uh, Credit Karma. It is free. You are also entitled to a free credit report from each of the major credit bureaus. I don't know, TransUnion and whatever the others are. But each year... If you can't read print, they um, they can supply that. I've gotten a Braille credit report before, and I don't know, but I would I would guess that you can get them um, now in electronic format or in large print. I haven't checked for a while about those, but they several years ago there were some um, strategic negotiation agreements about getting accessible credit reports. And also, if there's something on a credit report that you disagree with, you can write a letter and ask that it be attached to the report stating your stating your point of view. A trip to that credit report is, is interesting because sometimes it has old numbers that, gosh, one time I went through one and I didn't even recognize. I mean, they were cards that I had had, but they were from years ago, you know. And I don't even know why they were still on there. They'd been closed forever, but they were still appearing on the credit report. There's two other things um, I wanted to mention. One is oftentimes the Better Business Bureau, at least here in Louisville, and I imagine other areas too, um, do little public service announcements on the radio and talk about different scams that are out there, you know, and warning you to be careful of certain things, and yeah. 
you know, that that's always good to pay attention to something like that. Or if there are viruses on uh, out there on the internet, you know, so that sometimes there are places that will put out warnings about them. There's a number that you can use to stop those pre-approved credit offers. You know how you get them in the mail and you're wondering, why would a mailman have to carry all this stuff around? Um, there are numbers that you can call to get that all that stuff stopped. Watch your computer or your smartphone because people can just, like if you don't log off to, of things and someone else gets access to it, they can get into your information. Whenever you get emails and things, don't always click on the link just because it looks like it's legitimate. You've got to be careful about um, all those things that you click on. They're not all good. And, you know, of course, watch your social security number. That's one of the main things that you don't want to get have people have access to. I have another tip. If you get an email from someone named Debbie says urgent requests, just delete it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got one too. today. So if I got one Sunday afternoon, I thought that was a weird time to get one from Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting a wire transfer. The one thing you can do, though, is change your password frequently. Uh, absolutely, yes. And I agree. And quite complicated, alphanumerics. And, you know, do not use the same one on multiple accounts. That could be really bad for you. Yeah, they say that you, you need to use a different um, password for each account. But, you know, and, and it sounds lazy, but a lot of times you kind of do use the same one or the same uh, version of the one that you use for everything. And um, that's probably not a good thing to do, but I know a lot of people that do it. Yeah, we've, we've gotten a little lax with that. We've gotten better recently. Also, I had another one, uh, always beware of Facebook. Don't uh, yeah. you can't believe anything on there, but uh, there's a lot of scams on there. My dad was just asking me about one yesterday. It's a uh, cousin who uh, is a friend of his on Facebook and says, you know, it just seems strange. She is in a nursing home. I don't know if she has dementia, but it's not something she would normally do, sending a link saying you need to sign up for this grant. Uh, oh, wow. What, what kind of grant, you know? <laughs> I said, well, I said, don't do that. That's got to be a scam. Yeah, that sounded too easy, didn't it? Yes, but the fact that he actually paused to think about it scared me. Also, sometimes when you're doing things on your phone or on the, you know, the little keypad thing at the bank or even on a computer, a public computer, People will walk by and, and watch what you're doing, and you're really not thinking about them being behind you or going past because you assume they're just going past. And um, it's really easy for them to, to take a picture or remember what you're doing so that they can just repeat that, you know, and, and end up with some of your information or uh, lots of your money. It's also very easy to scan your information. There are people, there are devices out there they can walk by you and scan what's in your purse or your wallet if you're close enough, and that's pretty frightening. So uh, I don't even carry a, a back wallet. I carry a front wallet if I carry anything. But there are devices out there that actually can read your cards through your purse or through your wallet, and that that's pretty scary. Does anybody else have anything to, that they want to share before we go? This has been a, 
an interesting call, and it's, there's a lot of information here once you think about everything that people have shared and things that we could stay out of trouble by doing. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.